0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Support for 100 Words, the podcast, comes from Talenti. When Talenti makes gelato and sorbetto, they tend to get a little overzealous. Did they need to use so many raspberries in their Roman raspberry sorbetto that the machine broke? Did they need to try 25 different chai teas to find the perfect spice blend for their vanilla chai gelato? Did they have to invent giant mint steepers to make their Mediterranean mint super minty? Does their obsessiveness make Talenti, Gelato, and Sorbetto the greatest? You be the judge. But yes, it does make them the greatest, and they're also the judge. Talenti, the delicious is in the details. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm your host, Ray Harkins. I'm trying to be somewhat quiet because it's early in the morning, and um, yeah, I don't want to wake anybody up. But thanks for joining us on another Exciting discussion with people who are involved in independent music, whether it's playing in bands, working in record labels, whatever the case may be, as long as they are part of this awesome, weird music scene that we've all decided to, uh, you know, dedicate most of our lives to. So that's what we got. And also today we have probably one of the fav- my most favorite chats I've ever had, and that's saying a lot because we're you know two hundred and seventy some odd episodes in. But Jake from the band Gideon, Jake Smelly, and I. I apologize, Jake, if I am butchering your last name, but yes, Jake from Gideon, he's the drummer, and Gideon is a Metallic Hardcore band of the Christian variety. Uh, they're on Equal Vision Records. Uh, they've, they've been, and you'll hear me refer to this in the interview, but I call them secretly successful. It's one of those bands that have just been at it for a long time. I've known their name, um, but uh, I, I've never really paid too close attention to but uh, after talking with Jake, I've uh, pr- retroactively gone back and I really enjoy what the band does. And I hope that this discussion um, serves a lot of purpose in your life because basically there's a lot of... Uh, I, I came in, not with an agenda, but you know my list of questions, and uh, I quickly abandoned those about 20, 25 minutes into the interview because we just got really, really deep on... Religion, philosophy, just places that I, I, I love talking about. And uh, Jake was kind of sorting things out <laughs> in real time. And I just really appreciate how open and honest he was. And uh, I think you'll be able to reflect and listen and hopefully soak in a lot of what he's saying. and Because frankly, at the end of the day, when it comes to religion and spirituality... None of us have any idea. We we all have our belief systems and the things that we espouse and believe personally. But you know we're all kind of taking stabs in the dark. And I think that when people realize that they actually do have a deeper relationship with not only the world at large, but then whatever spiritual belief they personally adhere to, and um, I'm you know I'm definitely careful in the words that I'm choosing because I'm not trying to, uh, you know, say one person is wrong and one person is right in regards to what they personally believe. Um, so yeah, I just, I love this discussion and I was really, really happy that Jake was willing to, uh, go to a lot of these places. So that's that. Let's get some business pleasantries out of the way. Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. You need to dive in, find out all about those podcasts that are a part of that awesome network go to jabberjawmedia.com and you can find a ton of information awesome other shows and that's uh, that's that's what i love about this particular company it's uh you know combining all of us under this one awesome umbrella so that's jabberjaw um i'm going to be releasing a bonus episode in the next couple of weeks with a deep dive discussion with uh, my friend joey from 613 on records about uh early 2000s metalcore <laughs> Where we kind of, uh, you know, dust off some some undiscovered gems from what people uh, may have forgotten about in uh, you know the past ten years or so. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really fun one that you should keep your eyes and ears and whatever else peeled for. And then uh, rate and subscribe to this podcast. I, I know every podcast tells you to do basically the same things, but um, yeah, I'm I'm just the same. <laughs> so when you rate the show and you review it. Uh, it's, it spits it into this algorithm thing. And then the more people that interact with the show from a review perspective, it goes up in the rankings and blah, blah, blah. So it basically just becomes easier for people to discover. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got in regards to that. And well, I hope, I hope you're being safe out there because, you know, the world is a absolutely terrifying place right now. And I think every morning I wake up feeling, um, good in certain respects and then terrible in other respects. And I just can't believe that we're at a point now in which these very uh, fringe and marginalized groups that shouldn't have a place at any table in modern society are now being given um, you know, one of the largest voices of the land endorsing them. And I, uh, yeah, it just, it's such a huge bummer. I just, I look at this and I'm like, I can't, I can't believe it. But obviously the best way that we can combat that is by, through our own actions, through the fact that, uh, we push against these beliefs. We push against the intolerance and the hate and everything that is wrong with those philosophies, movements, whatever you want to call them. It just, it's, it's, uh, horrific, abhorrent, whatever adjective you want to use, in a negative light to describe that That's exactly what it is So I just hope you're being safe out there And if you feel scared, reach out to somebody Whether it's me, you can email me 100 podcast at gmail.com Or reach out to a friend, find camaraderie Because I think that's what makes us all feel less alone So anyways, let's talk to Jake, right? That's why you're here and that's why I'm here So let's do
1: that Stepping out, I can't remember Stepping down, I to record.
0: Canadian as a band, is a band that I like to call what's... You guys are, quote-unquote, secretly successful. And this is totally just, like, my coined term. Like, you know, no one's no one's projecting this on you besides me. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you've been a band since, you know, whatever, 2007, 2008. And, you know, you've been doing your thing and touring and, you know, being as active as you guys can be. Um, but, you know, not until whatever, let's say the past, you know, two to four years... The world outside of the you know Christian metalcore environment started to really pay attention to what you guys were doing, but Mm -hmm. you guys were like, "Hey, we've been here for a while. Like, we're not a new band. You know, it's like we've released." Yeah, Um, does it kind of feel that way, or am I just kind of really mischaracterizing the whole thing?
1: (laughs) Um, no, definitely. There's there's some times where I think uh, releasing this last record off Equal Vision had a lot to do with that. Like, a lot of people were like, "Who who is this band?" because I don't know. We we were just kind of boxed in this little world for so long, um, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's starting to to get a little bit broader, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It it definitely seems like we've been grinding for our whole lives. You know what I mean? Right. Um, we started this band when I was. 17 like almost 18 in like 2008. And so by no means like is it anywhere where I think like we I'm I don't know, I'm kind of hard on, on us and on myself. Uh-huh. And this band is like nowhere near like where I want us to be, you know what I mean? But but I look back to where we came from and I'm just like how did we even make it this far? You know this is crazy,
0: right? <laughs> well, especially too, because like I look at it. Uh, per, uh, I used to work at Century Media Records for many years, doing like A and R and stuff like that. And Jason from Face mm-hmm. Down is a, is a friend, and like I just remember when he when he started that Strike First imprint off of Face Down, and it was like. The, the amount of bands that got put out under that, that ended up actually, you know, still staying successful, was, was pretty small, because obviously that was just kind of a, you know, hey, I really like this band, I want to help them out, and the fact, yeah. that, the fact that you guys got your first release put out on that, and then you're still a band, like, that's a success in and of itself, you know?
1: That's actually a weird story, because so Cost was supposed to come out on Strike First, and um, that's how he originally signed our band, and uh, and Dan our vocalist uh joined while we were in the studio recording costs and we sent Jason some of the recordings uh after he was on all the tracks or whatever and uh and he actually bumped us up to face down and at the time I uh just being young like a lot of my favorite bands at the time like were on that label you know and so it was like a dream come true like even then just jason dunn being like hey like i want to release your first record like your first full length ever i want to put it out on face down like we were just so so pumped i can't even explain it
0: right oh so that oh that's funny for some reason i was under the impression that you guys put out the first release on strike first but you i guess you technically graduated you're on face
1: yeah we were supposed to that's how it was supposed to go down but uh Yeah, he ended up just bumping us straight to face down, which was really cool. Jason, I'm sure if you know him, you know like he's just the the nicest dude. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) I always found it funny because anytime I had to deal with him on like any sort of business stuff where you're like you know you're talking money or anything, and like you know obviously part of business is like negotiation. So like anytime he like (laughs) he like came back to me with something that was like. Oh wow! Like you know, he's like playing hardball or something. But then I was, always, I was like, <laughs> "It's Jason, dude. He's not playing hardball. He's just like being a good business person." It was so funny.
1: <laughs> you're like Jason. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> you're not. You're nice, Jason.
0: <laughs> dude, I know. It's so, it's funny how it kind of like a person the way that a person is um you know can't directly apply to like all areas Mm -hmm. of life it's like yeah sometimes you gotta like you know be a little shrewd business person it's like that happens but
1: oh definitely
0: yeah um and you know kind of kind of reflecting on on you know you as a person uh you were born and raised in tuscaloosa right
1: yeah well i'm i was born and raised um in a small town outside of tuscaloosa it's about uh 25 minutes uh east and for like as a a guy that does like runs a podcast like you've probably heard of uh s town oh absolutely yeah of course that's where gideon started (laughs) in a garage in in woodstock alabama dude you're kidding me that's amazing Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's weird to god it's the weirdest thing to me that it's actually like people know about that now like about uh just about woodstock and bibb county in general like it's a really 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 weird feeling and i came home from this last tour and uh it's really like i don't know like all over the news and everything uh how familiar are you with that podcast
0: i i devoured it once it came out so yeah it was like i mean that's really interesting because i mean the whole town i I presume is like completely changed now
1: it, uh they're trying, and it's really weird because there's there's certain people that are trying to milk it for everything that they can get, like uh, K3 Lumber, for example. Right. So so I get home from this last tour, sit down. I'm just chatting with my parents, and the news comes on, and the headline is literally, Things S-Town Got Wrong and it's the people from K3 and the mayor's wife Cheryl and they're literally just talk like just trying to like save their asses like just trying to like uh just make Woodstock seem like a lot better than it is and and basically dude K3 even they were like they were advertising their uh their website and everything like they're milking it for everything they can get it's wow. really crazy
0: yeah well i'm cuz i'm sure it's one of those things where it's like there's never been a a national spotlight on some you know never really 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 small town and so now people are just kind of like trying to come to grips with how how to handle that
1: yeah Yeah. and a a lot of people there i would say most people there still have no idea that that people even know about any of that like it's crazy man when when you say small town like it really doesn't put it into uh into terms like it's it's right. crazy so with you knowing what s town is and uh i don't know that's it kind of it kind of gives upbringing. you a visual yeah it gives you like a, a visual of like where i grew up and uh and where getting actually started because that that is exactly we we always claim tuscaloosa mm-hmm. because it was the closest like major city to us you know right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true cuz I mean there there definitely is, you know, I mean it's like ba- I I I live in Orange County, California, so it's like, you know, they're whatever an hour south of LA and you know, clearly mm-hmm. Orange County has a lot of musical stuff going on, but then yeah. you always found it funny when certain bands were claiming, you know, a, a different suburb and it's just like, dude, don't call yourselves Yorba Linda Hardcore. No one's going to have any idea. Like, <laughs> that's like, that's like, you know, you're claiming suburb specific, you know, hardcore. It's like, that is so, it's so, it makes sense that you're like, yeah, Tuscaloosa people would be like, Oh I yeah, that is.
1: exactly. So, you know, you know where we're coming from, right. but, um, and it's crazy cause now like, I don't even think that there's, I haven't heard of any if there are, but I, I don't even think that hardcore and like, metalcore and metal is even like a thing in tuscaloosa right now mm-hmm. um like birmingham has shows uh, but yeah it's sparse
0: right and, and, so and so, so kind of on that same tip where you know because of the fact that you were raised in an area that you know clearly wasn't a cultural hub of anything beyond just you know kind of typical small town life like how did you even i guess get into the idea of like hey let's like play in a band and because i the only reason i know it sounds so basic that i'm asking this question but it's like so many people are afforded the luxury of you know Mm -hmm. being located in a major metropolitan area and have like you know some people to play with but like you were you were not (laughs) and so i find it interesting
1: (laughs) uh so yeah well my dad's side of the family uh they're all musicians somehow um but basically that means like they all like either sing or play guitar. My sister plays drums and guitar. And uh so I, I kinda just grew up around it and always wanted to uh to just write music. Like from a young age. I can remember like trying to write songs like really, really little. And um I don't know, I grew out of guitar, like and started getting into different phases and then when I was about 15 or 16 i started playing drums and i just really fell in love with it like too fast you know like that's it just consumed my entire life and i would just come home and and just play until uh until like the neighbors were about to call the cops and then i'd go to bed you know right um and i i had made some some friends like through the years uh that lived uh lived in bibb county still but it was like down near uh centerville and brent alabama well uh my best friend since the third grade um he actually started playing guitar uh when we were in i guess junior high and so we we kind of got into heavier bands like around that time in our lives like we were like 12 13 14 like started getting into like heavier bands like uh i think like pod was one of my first like heavy bands that i got into because once again like just the the small town that i grew up in like uh i don't know, it was very it was very uh conservative and sure. so something something like uh like pod was like really heavy you know oh yeah and um and i grew up on like 90s country and rock and roll and so my dad my dad's a rocker like he he loves rock and roll but uh nothing that heavy you know and so it was kind of weird but they were like yeah i guess you can go to this show with with daniel if you guys like go together and like take care of each other so like 14 me and him went to this uh this it was called fish fest and it was in tuscaloosa and bands like uh there was this band called Little tuesday which they changed their name to i am terrified okay and they were like the big uh i guess like i don't know they were they were like the kings of alabama at the time okay and uh like they were making like newspaper uh i don't know like certain articles like we were reading about them, like wow these guys are like blowing up because like that was huge to us, you know sure um but yeah, started going to like shows like that, and Daniel and I were just like, "Man, it would be really cool to be in a band." And he played in some other local bands for a while. But then we got in touch with this uh, this guy named Scooter Lee, and uh, that's the guy that I met from uh, Centerville that lived in Bibb County. And he got in touch with uh, some some of his other friends, and Daniel called me one day. He was like, "I found you a band, but you have to join. Like, you can't like." you know you can't wimp out now like you have to you have to just play with them and I've been playing drums for like a few months at this point point. Mm-hmm. and uh the guitar player Chris Gottlieb um I owe that guy so much because he he him being like such a good guitar player it pushed me to get better at drums a lot faster because I was like if I have to keep up with this guy like I'm gonna have to practice like night and day right <laughs> and right. uh so, Gideon, like, whenever we first started, it was actually, like, kind of, like, shreddy, like, metal stuff. Super cringeworthy. Sure. And just, like, <laughs> you know how it is, like, when you're young and just trying to, like, figure things out. Um But our first uh show, we actually... Scooter knew this guy named Casey up in Chattanooga. And, uh was like a local promoter awesome guy well he was running a festival called livestock fest and had a bunch of bands playing scooter called casey and was like hey can you like throw my new band on this like we want to try to get out of alabama and, and like actually play some shows so our first show was actually in tennessee like we just drove all the way to chattanooga we were actually late for the show Uh, backed up the truck to the stage, unloaded the drums, like (laughs) set up as fast as possible. Right, And, uh, so we started playing shows then. And I I guess my first show being out of state kind of helped get the wiggles out really fast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we just tried to play as many shows as we possibly could. And, uh, like literally on the weekends, um, I would say Friday we would try to play like somewhere in Birmingham and we would do like the same circle like over and over again. We would do like Birmingham, uh, McDonough, Georgia, like Pensacola, Florida. Um, Sometimes it would be like Chattanooga instead of one of those, but we would just do like this round and make it back at like, I would say like 3 or 4 o'clock Monday morning and get ready and go to school. And it's so – crazy to me just to think that my parents were were cool with that just because like they're very protective and like i said like just super conservative so i think just because there were older guys in the band they kind of trusted them to take care of daniel and i because we were still in high school right um but yeah we just played as many shows as possible and that's um, actually, how Daniel got his start as like a booking agent because we would uh we are like man we we have to like get out of this place like we gotta we gotta start playing shows like everywhere right and he would just look up promoters in different uh excuse me he would look up promoters in different states and towns and just like see if we could jump on shows and some of them we would get paid some of them we knew like there was no shot in hell of us getting getting paid at all but we we knew we just had to get our name out there. Yeah. And uh so we would just work so hard while we were home and um just save up enough money to where we could come out of pocket for gas money to do like these little runs. Sure. And um it's just crazy because I feel like a lot of people whenever it comes to uh to being in bands and things like that, they think they have to move to a certain like a huge city to, uh, to get found. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they they have this mentality and I'm sure that does work for some people. But um we were never much for uh for like waiting for something to happen because we knew that nothing came out of our town. So we were just like if if this is something we really want, like we have to just just work and just earn it ourselves, you know. Yeah. And um no, so,
0: I mean, I, I the only normally I don't kind of you know go through you know how a band started in, in these shows just because yeah I mean usually it's been like well documented but the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to bring it up with you is just because um, you know I, I think your experience was emblematic of uh, a time where you know I mean even though you started in two thousand eight you know the internet was clearly a thing and bands yeah you know, were
1: MySpace was huge
0: exactly but your because of your location i f- feel that your experience was more akin to bands that existed maybe in the infancy of the internet like late 90s early 2000s just based on your location you know like you were you were going out there like yeah maybe shows were a little bit easier to understand like where they were happening and reaching out to the promoter mm-hmm. but it's still the same premise of just like oh yeah we're just going to do our circle and hustle on the weekends and um you know that uh, might have been lost a little bit more w- once the internet a cold and everybody was like oh yeah we're only gonna play one show a month because we live oh it's
1: crazy uh we actually just toured with a band that uh that was like put together um like they met each other on the internet you know and um really good friends with uh with their drummer and he was just was just telling me like hey like i have a lot of respect for you guys because I don't know how you guys did what you did like that just seems like so crazy like we, looking back we were nuts like we, we were totally. so crazy because we would well you didn't know I can, you didn't know any better that was the- no and that's the thing like when you ask like oh it, it must be hard because of like where you came from we didn't think twice about it we were just like this is this is where we are and this is where we want to be how can we achieve that? And it it was never like a, I wish I had some miraculous story about like, you know, like, oh yeah, like, you know, so many people, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we didn't really think about how many people were looking down on us for what we were doing. And and until you look back at it and you're just like, wow, so many people talk shit because of like, because of what we were trying to do. Like so many people just like didn't believe in us. So many people told us like we were literally on a road to nowhere and that there was nothing in this, but we wanted it so bad. We were so obsessed that we just made it happen. Right, And it's, it's really crazy to think about, like, I I don't think about it enough. And when I do think about it, like when hearing you ask this question, it just, it makes me even more just humble and thankful for for the chance that we've been given because it really uh it really is a crazy thing
0: yeah well i and i think the a lot of people can point to the you know whatever uh, ignorance stupidity you know of of young bands when they're getting together and the hard work Mm -hmm. like the singular focus that you have when you're trying to accomplish this thing um you know, you're not calculated about anything beyond just like we got to do this, we got to do this, and like you work so hard. And I think that really adds to the longevity because like you've already been through so much, you know, ridiculous stuff that you're just like, once you're at any level of success, you're just like, yo, that's so much better than what we experienced six months ago. You're like, it's yeah, such a different world. And so yeah, I think that's you know that frankly that's probably why you guys exist as a band because of the hard work that you put into it initially, and not even from like you know, developing a fan base or whatever you want to call it, but just like the simple task of what it's like being in a band and planning and like the hard work behind it, you know?
1: Oh, definitely. And I, I have to give like most of the credit, like as far as like planning and, and like all, all of those things, like a lot of credit to uh, like our old, our old bass player, Timmy, like he was basically like our dads for so, for so long. Cause he was, he was like the oldest guy that was with us for a while and uh we were just daniel and i were just kids you know like we didn't know what we were doing and so he he tried to like plan everything to where like he knew we were gonna be okay but um man there's there's some just crazy stories that have you know fallen into place and it's just it's it's really crazy but uh, um
0: that's that's amazing um the I did want to ask before we got too far away from it. The, um, l- like you mentioned, you, you know, your parents being conservative and mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, stereotype that gets placed on most of the South is that like, you know, clearly everybody is raised, you know, Christian or some form of, of, of God fearing religion. Um, I, am going to guess that that was your upbringing as well, or did uh, I guess Christianity and religion come in at a later date for you?
1: Uh, no, it was definitely, uh, as a kid. So my, I told you my dad was a rocker <laughs> and, uh, my parents literally met that way. Like it was from my dad playing shows and everything. And, um, it's just crazy because in the South, it really is just what you, it's what's uh considered right. You know? So whenever I came along, they were like, well, we have to, uh, and don't don't get me wrong, like I'm not bashing my parents in any way because like this in their eyes, like this is uh they were doing what was best for me, you know? Sure. Um but it is just so funny to like think about like how my dad like clean like my dad stopped smoking, like stopped drinking, they started going to church and literally all all just because like i was being born and they wanted me to have like a good life and sure. so um uh, but yeah it's definitely the norm to grow up like uh christian ma- mainly southern baptist mm-hmm. but at the same at the same time um i feel like there's so many different uh uh what's the word i'm looking for um denominations like just on every single street corner but uh it's in every town you ride through it'll, you'll see at least one church that says like first church of Woodstock or first church of, you know, uh green pond. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It just seems, like, competitive and just, like, <laughs> just super weird. Like, who cares? Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, to your point, it's definitely one of those things where, um, you know, each community needs to feel like they have their church or their, oh, yeah. spe- like you said, you know, specific denomination or strain of religion. And, um, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's weird if you live in the South and you don't have that, like, as a part of your life, especially, you know, from a family upbringing, it's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, you know, Oh,
1: definitely.
0: It's <laughs> a, so, when did, when did you feel, I guess, like you made the switch from it being kind of raised within you to something that you felt like you chose for yourself,
1: man, this is like, or this you, is or, heavy.
0: Or are you still choosing it for yourself?
1: <laughs> um, we can go down this rabbit hole but it's a rabbit hole. I'll just say that. Um,
0: the only, I'll, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll load it up in regard, just like my own personal experience. Like, you know, I was definitely okay. raised within, within the faith and everything like that. And I still self identify as a Christian. Um, you know, there's many aspects of religion that I personally don't agree with because, you know, religion is a man, made construct and, you know, clearly mm-hmm. men don't know what we're doing. When I am saying men, not like the gender, but men as, as a, uh, mankind. No. Party. Yeah. Um,
1: I I got what you're saying.
0: And so but you know I I I always feel like Um, my, again, my own personal experience, like going through high school, like I myself am like, you know, vegan and straight edge. And like, these are labels I put on myself because I felt like the people who were, uh, adopting this particular religion were like, you know, on Sundays they would be going to church, but then on Saturday nights they would be like, you know, screwing chicks on the, on the pool table and like, you know, getting drunk and like all these things. I was like, man, it just doesn't make any sense. So anyways, I feel like my, um, you know, actual relationship with, with God was forged during those times and i know that people have so many different kind of you know entry not only entry points but feel like hey i'm not i don't believe down the line every single one of these things but this is when i feel like i actually you know made a choice to have a relationship with god as opposed to like oh this is something my parents raised me with you know
1: yeah um oh man i don't know like how deep i should get into this because like I have some, I've had some pretty crazy thoughts. Like, well, I'm, I'm definitely an overthinker, if sure. anything. Like, <laughs> I can think something to death. Like, it's ridiculous. But, okay. So, I was, uh, I was born and raised in a Southern Baptist church, basically. And, um, always felt like, uh, should we go to no dude if okay
0: you, no if you i mean if you don't if you don't want to uh, i i totally understand
1: the only the it's only re- fine it just makes me feel bad for because i've i've always i just need to watch how i word things because i never want someone to think that like i don't res- like even you like I, I, I don't want you to think that i don't respect what you believe in just because like of what I'm saying that I've experienced. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we can, we can preface this conversation by like, and that's why I was kind of directing it towards your own Mm -hmm. personal experience because, you know, I mean, each person, as we well know, has their own, you know, whatever is cheesy as it sounds path through life. And I think that anytime a person um, brings so much baggage to the table in regards to like, Oh, because this person isn't living the way that I'm living or doesn't have the same um, you know, values like it's an attack on me and it's like, n- yeah, n- like, no, everyone just is feeling different things. Maybe about the same thing, you know?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, but it's up to you. It's up to you. We can totally gloss over it and I can move on. It's, <laughs> honestly, it's not a big deal. I just, uh, I
1: just want to say before I go down this toll that I've been on the other end of this to where, um, to where I felt disrespected because of how like bands that uh, that I felt like completely uh, walked out on their beliefs and things like that like I, I can remember thinking like man that band like I can't believe that they just like walked out on you know their beliefs and like everything that they've stood for you know yeah but as as a man and so and someone who grew up a little bit i can see how music is not a way of uh of just talking about one specific thing i feel like it's an outlet to share everything that you are going through in life like you shouldn't be put in a box for anything so i just want to say that before <laughs> before no. i start going in on this it's a very but um yeah very appreciated i uh so yeah I started going to a Christian school in the third grade because uh, my parents just decided it would be the best thing to take me out of public school and uh, and put me in a Christian school where I can, you know, learn more about the faith and be on uh, on this Christian path, like, every single day, you know? Right. And uh, so I even took classes, like, uh, instead of taking, like, trig and things like that, um... I took classes... uh, I had, like, an apologetics class that was literally a class on how to defend your faith. Um, And they would kind of go through, like, from a bias standpoint, go through and, and teach you how to defend Christianity against, like, all of these other religions. And, like, the main thing that they would tell you is, like... Um you know, the main thing that makes Christianity stand above these, uh, gods, like lower G gods, like, is that, uh, you know, Christ is still, is still living. And, um, and all of these other gods had died. So, so it's, it's something that whether or not it was, because I think it was meant well, because mm-hmm. I, I realize where the people were coming from. I don't think anyone had malicious intent, by teaching me these things you know what i mean i'm I'm not saying that at all right um but whether it was for the good or for the bad i can look back now and realize that that was a form of brainwash um because well, it's well, they literally had, they had
0: ag- they had agenda that and that was you yeah know, and that and that was the that was the point of it so that's why you were going through that
1: definitely and and in the south i'd I've mentioned this to a couple of my other friends that live, uh, other places and they have no idea what this is, but have you ever heard of a judgment house?
0: That sounds very familiar. What judgment house that, is that like the, the, the sort of, uh, haunted house thing where they bring people through and scare them? Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely.
1: Okay. And so like as a young, as a young kid, um, like I, I would go to these things like with our youth group or, or before I was even in youth group, like we would go to these things at, uh, at other churches. You would just visit other churches, judgment houses for whatever reason. But there was always a scene where, um, and I'll get to why I'm mentioning all these things in a second, but there was always this scene where you walked in and it was like a hell scene. And there was like, satan in the background oh there was always like this guy screaming like jesus help jesus help like right uh i'm i'm burning it's hot down here like save me and uh and there would always be this guy like a voice changer like come out of nowhere and he would just be like he can't hear you down here and it's just like super terrifying as a child yeah like it's it is so scary and so i say these things to simply say whether it was meant for good or bad, all of these things are forms of brainwashing and, um, and just living in fear of, uh, of what happens when we die, you know? Sure. And, um, and honestly, um, I think I started questioning things when I was about 21, 20 or 21 um this is crazy this is the first time i've ever talked about this like in public or just being open like this, so this is a big moment for me, actually. Well, I but, um,
0: I just want to I just want to say I appreciate it because I mean I I, I I don't care what sort of upbringing you have, um, mm-hmm. no matter we live in a world that is you know dominated by religions. I mean, for obvious reasons, yeah. and so I think that uh, you know, anytime people. Explore struggles and are honest about the way that they approach it um, I think is really important so I, I, anyways I just want to thank you I appreciate that
1: well thank thanks for saying that it makes me feel a little better but um, I just started I don't know I would see all of these uh, these posts all over my social media and to be honest I wasn't in a good okay so I told you like how I was you kind of got the image already that I was borderline sheltered, like all through high school, um, except for being able to go and play these shows. And, um, and I think just for making friends outside of, uh, outside of church and some of these, like these secular shows we were playing and things like that. Um, (laughs) the word secular just makes me laugh. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like I would just I would meet people that had a different world view than I did. And um and for whatever reason, uh I just always tried to stay open-minded whenever um whenever we would have talks because I would actually approach them like and and want to talk about their world views and things like that. Like I was just interested. And um I I always heard like you know, Christians just shove things down people's throat. So the biggest thing I would try to do whenever talking to people is just realize that no one is going to want to listen to anything you have to say if you don't let them talk, you know? So I would straight up just have like just conversations with some of my friends that were some were atheists, some, uh, believed in like different religions and things like that. And I would just kind of, Explore, but very innocently, you know, like just not really explore as like try out their religions, but I would just like see what they believed in, you know, and and yeah. why they believed what they believed.
0: You become um, you, you become curious, like no matter no matter honestly on the surface how quote unquote crazy something may seem, you'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like what's uh you know, especially I mean when you get interested. I mean, I'm speaking more so from my own personal experience, like when you get interested in cults, like I I, you mm-hmm. know, I became you know, obsessed for like a good year of just like, dude, let's talk about heaven's gate. Let's talk about Jonestown. Like, I love all that stuff because it was like, yeah. how does one person go to far that far down anyways? But you, you got to be curious about
1: it. So that's, what Oh, you, definitely. That's what there's, doing. there's a, there's definitely a, a huge curiosity, um, just growing like within these years. Um, but yeah, I would just, uh, just ask and just talk. And I started, just asking myself are these things that that I believe because like I actually believe them or are these things that have been just forced on me my whole life and, I'm, and I believe them because uh, because I just never had an option not to like I was made to feel like literally like I was going to hell if I didn't believe this like this certain way and I didn't talk the certain way and dress a certain way And, um, and it's, uh, uh, I guess it hit me really hard. Um, just coming from like a sheltered life, like the first time I ever got hit with, uh, with like depression, um, it kind of runs in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, makes sense because of of where we're from. Like so many people suffer from depression there, honestly, um, But just like touching on that, um, the first time I ever went through something bad enough to put me in that place, um, I would pray for peace and I would continue to just, to just cry out for peace. And, and I was waking up in in the morning and, and literally just crying myself back to sleep and, and just asking like, why, like why can't I hear anything like why isn't he talking back to me and like why isn't he like you know comforting me in this time and I would see posts and I'm just being honest mm-hmm. I would see posts on my Instagram and Facebook of a uh, of you know people I called friends that were saying like you know if you're not hearing the voice of God daily then you need to question whether or not you actually have a relationship with God. And um and that hit me hard, man. Mm-hmm. Like it hit me really really hard. Uh, cuz that well first of all, that's not how like I was raised. Like I I don't know about you, but I've never heard like an audible voice. No. And I, um I'm I'm the same way. And so that really like I was like, "Well, maybe predestination is a thing and maybe I'm just not one of the chosen. And I started feeling like really I had some like dark times to be honest. Sure. And that and those dark times were I mean it, it sounds bad, but I don't know if it if it makes me weak for uh for feeling this way, but I feel like I'm not the only one. Um but I was just like, well I wonder I wonder why like you know so many people say like this is a uh this is a relationship not a religion like how many times have you heard that in christianity yeah a lot (laughs) um and so with me like i was like well this is like one crazy relationship because like if i were to ever be in um in in a relationship with someone that never uh never wanted to like talk back with me or never like you know wanted to interact with me ever I feel like or vice versa like I feel like if somebody else was in was in that situation with me and I and I wasn't providing them with the same like love and and care as you know as they were giving me like you wouldn't really want to be in that situation and I know it's like it gets on such such a huge scale because you're talking about like you know someone who created a universe and you're looking at like us as like you know these tiny little humans, like Earth is so small, and I get that I get that like I don't understand everything, and i right. I never will, um but these are just certain questions that just started popping up in my head sure and um and I just couldn't understand why I couldn't shake it, you know, yeah, and so um so it kind of, I feel like those it was like three years, like bad things just kept happening and kept happening. We were in Europe and, um, I lost my, I lost my grandfather right after like, so we wrote a song called bad blood and that's like, that's about some crazy personal stuff that happened within my dad's side of the family. And, um, so that happened and then my dad's father died while we were in Germany and I couldn't be there for for him or my uncle or anybody and my dad and my uncle are like two men that I admire and like they're they're like my best friends. Um if it wasn't for those two men in my life I wouldn't even play music. And so being like away and, and wanting to like be there to comfort them, like it was just really tough. Um so a lot of bad things were happening and I'm just sitting here questioning like, like why, like, where are you? Like, why, why won't you talk to me or why won't you like, you know, at least yeah, do, hook, some, hook do me something. Up, hook me, right. Hook me up with something. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, I guess through that, like I, I was continuing, like I was still going to church and everything. I was actually playing drums at church mm-hmm. and, um, and I guess I just started like looking around, and I just started noticing how miserable people people really were. If that makes sense. Um,
0: oh yeah, just because you're well. I mean, it, whatever. I, you know, I don't. I don't want you to go too far down a rabbit hole because I mean, even though you did preface it, but like I think you know the whatever to tie a bow on it in regards to when you are looking at other people who hurt because the real core of my question was the you know the habitual nature of religion and faith people do things because it's comfortable it builds a community and all yeah. these, all these things that you need as a human being you're able to get from both of those things but it's not yeah. until like you know i'm sure that while people like you and i You know, we've never experienced the, you know, voice in your ear or, you know, wind on your shoulder, whatever it is you want to call it. But but I've had emotional reactions to things that, um, you know, whether it's just like stepping in a church and like looking at the cross, like, yeah, they're like every time I take communion, I have tears in my eyes. And like, that's Mm -hmm. not, and I can't explain it beyond the fact that I just feel so close to something that i'm like yo i'm insignificant i'm so small i can't even believe i'm here this is just i'm just lucky you know so I, yeah so I, I i could totally empathize with what you're talking about where it's like you feel like you truly open your eyes and you look around and you're just like yo for this thing that's supposed to be so celebratory and awesome like so many people are just going through the motions they just don't care about it like they're and I mean, that's a, and that's miserable. what i
1: was saying about miserable i'm not saying that every i was not trying to say that everyone's miserable like within their faith and everything right but um in the south it's very like like you hear the term like um like southern hospitality a lot i'm sure um and it is a thing like i i love the south but it gets to a certain point where um it's really just like a facade and it's really just like a mask to cover up like how they really feel on the inside and honestly i got tired of like just going i don't know Come, like going to church on Sunday and hearing a million different people call me brother who like during the week like have no idea who I am or even like care you know so it's it's just really it got very mechanical for me and it got very like um just something that people do every Sunday to be seen and to be considered a good person and not I'm not putting that on everyone i swear i'm not yeah um because i I realize there's people that actually seek out truth and that's what i'm trying to do um i actually just had a uh a conversation with my dad that was a really hard one and we were talking about all this and um and i just told my dad because like you were getting into uh you were talking about how you were curious of like uh like creepy stuff like cults and things like that, you know? Yeah. Well, I started getting into like some weird, uh, I don't know, just looking more into, I was like, well, if this, if I'm questioning this, this is my whole foundation on what I've lived on. You know, like yeah. when you take a, when you take your foundation out from under you, literally like you start questioning everything, man. Sure. Like it's, it's not like I'm coming to you like real right now. Like, like, I didn't. I didn't question my beliefs because, like, it was the cool thing to do. Like, because it is terrifying. It is so scary to think that, like,
0: you're uprooting everybody. man, totally. It,
1: ju- just because, like, just because, like, I'm questioning things and questioning um, things like if God is really love or not. Like, if I'm wrong then I'm going to burn in hell for eternity. And like going back to like the whole being like brainwashed into like fear and things like that, that is something that is very real to me. Like the fear of like burning for eternity is, is a real fear of mine. Um, It's not something that like, Oh, like we like, we want our band to be cool. So we like change like views and things like that. Like not at all. Like some of us still like, believe certain things and other of us other people believe other things you know it's we're all like seeking truth and that's something our band has always been about literally in 2008 to like i don't know if they changed it but it might still be there on our i don't Any anytime we've had like a myspace or a facebook it's always had seek truth on it right and so that's literally just what i've tried to do and even like we've never been like a preachy band. Like even, even through our younger years, we would always just encourage people to seek truth because if, if Jesus, if God is the ultimate truth, then when you seek truth, you will find God. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm setting out to do right now. I just got like really, like I wrote Callist um, about a lot of, it was very vague, but um that was when I was going through a lot of uh, a lot of these hard times and and realizing that uh that I'm stronger because of like some of the struggles that I've gone through, but it's made me like a callous person like there's some things that I feel like I'm numb to now, and so I feel like I'm in a learning process in my life, and it's weird being in a band because you literally like pour yourself out to people and it's like I hope you like what you see you know or what you hear you know and it's right it's it's just crazy because like I'm 25 and I'm just a guy like trying to to just figure out like why I'm here and I and I was telling my dad um I feel like if I were to I'm sorry if I'm bouncing around too much no you're fine but I feel like if I were to have a, uh, a relationship with, with God, I, I feel like it would have to be one of those things where I'm so paranoid when it comes to, uh, like government and religion and what, like, um, I don't know, like all these, uh, agendas and like like dogma and things like that that they can push on people just by like trying to get them to believe a certain way and um and like all the wars that have been started through religion and things like that and it's it's just crazy to me to like think of it as a whole and that's what i was getting on earlier when i was talking about like uh how you were interested in like the the cult stuff and things like that like i i started looking into like getting deeper into like I don't know, looking up like what government does and and how they control and divide you in like every way possible, and so I just like started thinking about well what if I've believed this this way my whole life simply because like I'm more easily controlled if I live my life this way um yeah, and no, I you know what I mean? No, for
0: sure. I mean, yeah, I, I know we could probably talk about this for another you know hour plus because you know, I mean, I think
1: at the court, Oh, it's a rabbit hole no <laughs> for and you, sure. dude,
0: you 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 warned me, and I appreciated that, but I, I mean, I think it's one of those things where like no matter no matter where you land on the spectrum of you know religious versus non-religious, like, you know, i've I've been through music, you travel in so many different cycles mm-hmm. and you meet so many different people with varying opinions. Mm-hmm. but I think ultimately, you know, all of us are just taking stabs in the dark. Like none of us have any idea. Like we're just, we're, we're taking our best educating.
1: We're all human, man.
0: Totally. And that, and there's always going to be fear and there's always going to be, um, the negative things that exist in life. But you know, if you are like you are currently experiencing right now, if you're on your, you know, search for truth, whatever that may mean, um, that that's better than habitually doing something. Cause to me, that's, that's the saddest existence where you see so many people that just don't, uh, yeah, don't ever think about why they do the things that they do. And I think that the environment that you and I were raised in, in regards to like independent music and, you know, punk and hardcore and everything that all contributes to the idea where it's like, Hey, maybe these structures and institutions that get put in front of us, like maybe they're not all that it's cracked up to be. And it just makes you think in a different way, which I'm, you know, thankful for from that perspective, but uh, oh,
1: definitely.
0: to, uh, to kind of, you know, uh, hit on an uh, on an idea that is tangentially related to it but still uh you know tied into uh you know faith in some capacity when you guys did make the move from face down to you know equal vision uh, i'm sure there was a lot of hand wringing from what you guys were having internally uh you know because anytime a band exists especially within the you know christian metalcore scene uh there is it's sometimes very difficult for a band to step beyond that where people aren't just like oh yeah there's a crappy christian hardcore band not going to listen to them or whatever um yeah so like when you guys did make that decision was it a was it a relatively tough one uh, or was it a concerted effort where it's like hey we really want to appeal to you know people who may have never heard of us because you know they're not paying attention to this you know particular label or whatever
1: oh well, it's it's weird because that's what we've always wanted to do like even like all of our records on face sound like every tour we've ever been on we've always said that we we never wanted to do just like strictly christian tours and we have but like it just doesn't make sense like like i was saying earlier about just how music should be an outlet for everything like i don't i don't get the term like christian band like and i know that i know you've probably heard that a million times but It just I got it like I I get I get it but um we've always tried to be kind of and and not where it's like oh let's try to like you know sing more songs about this so we'll be like a bigger band like we we've always wrote about different things just because like that's what we wanted to do and uh and that's what's cool about starting a band is like it's your thing like you can make it what you what you want it to be Mm -hmm. and um I don't know everyone thinks it's like some weird like sellout thing and I think that's what what kind of gets at me a little bit is like well (laughs) okay like I've seen I've seen a comment that said something about like I like the music on the new record but um but the lyrics are, are not Gideon. Like they're very empty. Um, and it's just like, for, it's crazy how people become so opinionated that they think that they know you better than you know yourself. And like, I, I get that people are, are probably pissed off that like, there's not like a lot of songs that uh that are like that but we we just tried to be honest and and like come from the heart and and the switch from the switch from face down and equal vision like that had nothing to do with it like at all like we would have made the jump or or continue to do things the way we did them like whether we decide decided to start like talking about these things in our songs or not you know yeah and um and a lot of people have asked me that, like, "Oh, did you guys like go to Equal vision because like you know uh you were tired of being like a Christian band, and no, that's not like that wasn't it at all right. like we we've never considered ourselves like a Christian band like that in that sense um <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. People put you in what boxes they want to put you in. Right. And that's just a part of life and it sucks, but especially when you're when you're in a a subgenre already. Like, I don't know, people try to put all these different labels on you. You know? It's just it's just music, man. Like <laughs> Yeah.
0: I mean yeah, there it's it is it is weird when you have to exit when Certain people have to exist in a certain music world and they're not able to listen to um, stuff outside of the context of, like, I'd never, uh, I never, I still remember. I, I play I played in a band for years and sang for a band called Taken. We never were labeled as a Christian hardcore band, but sometimes we played with them. And so I, I just remember we played with this band from San Diego called Born Blind, who was on tooth and nail, if I'm not mistaken. And uh they were headlining, we opened up and I you know, after we played, I always would go back and sell merch for us just because, you know, that was fun for me to do. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, a person came up to me and was like you know, hey, brother, are you saved? And I was like, what? I was like, I'm selling shirts. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to respond to it. And they were like, Do you mind if I look at the lyrics? And I was like, Oh, I see where they're going with this. And I was like, Yeah. I was like, No. I like, dude. I was like, I didn't know what to tell this person. I was just like, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have time for this. I was like, If you're asking if we're a Christian band, we're not. I am, but that's it. And then they like totally were miffed and walked away. And I was like dude that sucks i never want to sell you a CD. i never want to be what you're exactly and and i totally understand where you know you, you guys exist as a band um that you know has a certain set of beliefs and then you want to exist in the world that uh you should exist in which is the world of you know aggressive music and uh yeah people obviously want to put you in a certain uh category just based on you know your own personal philosophical beliefs and so i understand
1: the struggle oh it's frustrating and and people what's what's really i don't know what really blows my mind is uh is you have these you have people that the same people that will preach like love and i don't know i don't i don't yeah it's um hard. you that, got me off on this thing man. no i know i'm sorry yeah we don't um, that's that's another rabbit hole but i'm just it yeah. just blows my mind like how quick people are to just throw you away like completely like leave you to the birds like if you if you don't believe the same way that they believe right? they'll literally disrespect you like yeah. have no problem disrespecting you if if you if you don't believe the way they believe or if you know you don't talk about it enough in your songs it's so, just like dude like yeah, you're like really? chill
0: yeah. please all right sorry I, I didn't know we we missed our quote on this record sorry yeah <laughs>
1: it's just but yeah I'm I hope I don't regret talking about all that earlier but, no, no but no. I, I just tried to be honest and and I try not to be like real negative whenever I talk about it but I'm just like I said I'm in I'm in a growing stage and our last record was called cold so that can kind of tell you where I'm at with it you know but but at the same time I am like I am searching and I'm trying to to figure out because like you were talking about though not to go all the way back but like you were talking about feeling things yourself like, I've felt those things, you know? So I'm just trying to, like, figure out if it's, if if it is what I think it is. And so it just bums me out, like, to think that I am trying to seek out truth. And then these people that, like, see me questioning are just like, mm, you know what? Forget this band. And it's it's sad, like, but I guess, like, that's, like, that's just the world. Like, you can't.
0: Yeah, something, I don't know. something you can't control.
1: Um, yeah, you can't win for losing.
0: Right. Uh, the last two things I want to hit on before I let you go was the, um, you know, like, you guys are active. You do a, a large amount of touring and, you know, you're out there. Um, and But it's, it, it strikes me that you guys are, uh, you know, one of those bands where basically, you know, your life is centered around the band. You guys, you know, probably have you know day jobs gig work whatever it is that you're able to do to sustain yourself in between tours um but you know you've been able to uh, you know make uh some financial uh, gain off of the band um is it important for you to kind of have a root in you know i guess uh, a quote-unquote real life because you know clearly like touring in a band like that's like you know that's dream life you know that's not something and not dream in like the most positive way possible but like you know you're existing outside of the normal confines of society so like Mm -hmm. do you guys kind of live in both worlds where it's like oh yeah you know we go home and we work and then yeah we tour when we can and well not tour when we can but
1: we tour when we're
0: you know when it makes sense and all that other stuff
1: yeah um definitely i've uh i got lucky enough to land a job when i was about I guess 15 or 16 um at this heavy duty truck store <laughs> in Bessemer, Alabama. Called uh it's called Longlow's Western Star Heavy Duty Trucks. <laughs> and they've <laughs> they've let me uh work in shipping and uh just come home and have a job like whenever I'm in town. It's amazing. And um it really it really does make a difference. But um but we've been so Busy lately, that uh, I don't even know if any, ha- if any of us have jobs anymore. Right. Like, um, like I'm in Seattle visiting my girlfriend right now, and uh, and I'm just she works at like a Harley uh, a Harley store up here, and I'm uh, I'm just working here part part time while I'm here. The guy was like, "Yeah, like we got some things you can do." So um, I'm here trying to like make ends meet, like the rest of the world um but it it is crazy to think that we've gotten to a certain point where our main income is from playing music but it's all from it's mainly all from touring especially with like with like streaming services and stuff now like if you want to make money as a band it almost has to be from touring different ways of uh, of making money on the road and so i'm not at all complaining about being busy because if we're not busy then we're not you know progressing um but we definitely i don't you know okay you know how people think like being in a band is like the perfect thing ever and it would and it would be super fun and to like live life like that well the grass is always greener and there's there dude there's days on the road where i like i envy people that like have families and like and like a normal schedule and things like that and um i don't know it, it's crazy like how we're all i don't know yeah you know what i'm trying to say
0: well no i i yeah i do because it it, it does um you know being being in a band and uh you know contributing to an artistic pursuit is always exciting but Mm-hmm. what people you know what many people don't consider is the trade off you know like cuz i mean you oh know, definitely in the same way that like i always joke around uh you know with with friends about this that like you know they start something successful whether it's like you know a business or whatever uh no one you know when they're 10 years old and they want to start like something and you know make it their life they never are like dude i can't wait to be the boss like i can't wait to like do a bunch of paperwork it's like no one considers that in the same way that no one considers like oh my gosh what's life like when i'm gone for eight months out of the year and i have no relationships at home it's like that's just a a, you know some people can exist in that and other people have to learn how to adjust with that reality you know
1: no definitely it's it's definitely an adjustment um and i think the hardest part is is being for tour and i don't i feel like it's always in the back of my head that everything should be the same when i come back but you know what i mean but every but everyone's always like like my family's older like you know things are always just so different and you miss out on a lot like it really is a, a sacrifice that people don't understand um yeah like my niece and nephew like i miss basically their entire childhood because while they were growing up i was on the road and i miss so many like softball games and football games and yeah
0: that's,
1: um, and that's the sacrifice. you know what i mean yeah absolutely um so it's <laughs> it, you definitely have to to, to put in uh it's it's more than just work, you know. It's it's you have to give your life to it in a way, you know. It's it's weird.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, the last thing I want to hit on before I let you go was the, um, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 music that you guys make is kind of this, you know, uh, confluence, especially how you've progressed over time, where it's this, uh, you know, there's a world that's firmly where your music is firmly rooted in you know hardcore and metalcore and that sort of stuff but then clearly there are other things that influence like you know bands like lincoln park pod and stuff like that um and i find that tr- it's not really a trend with an independent music because that those bands have existed for quite some time but um do you find it interesting the more elements that you put in your music that are of that more quote-unquote mainstream nature um like, do you notice different people coming out to your shows and stuff like that? That normally probably wouldn't, because you guys are like, oh, they're just a screaming band or whatever. Um, how, like, have you noticed that? Uh, I guess progress over time.
1: Um, yes and no. Um, I feel like it definitely helped helped us reach out to a different crowd. Um, but unless you start out like playing a lot of those, surfs, people are. I don't know, whenever we started um, kind of branching out and trying new things like that, a lot of people were just like, What is this? you know. Um, but yeah, those like those are definitely influences of ours and and uh, I feel like it, it definitely does help you reach like a different a different crowd, but um people like it for some reason when you uh, when you stick to to the OG sound so we we've been trying to do like a little bit of both, like progress um, as a band and play play new things that we want to try within like our sound, but you also have to keep it, it Gideon and just a great job of of keeping us grounded um, whenever we come to him with some of some of these crazy ideas. Um, but yeah definitely it it definitely helps you reach like an an older crowd i would say
0: sure yeah that makes sense um well jake i i I could probably talk to you for another two hours but i feel like that would be punishing you so i'm uh i'm 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 gonna i'm gonna cut it off here but dude i
1: i you're not punishing me at all man i've had a good time i feel like i've just talked your ears off and that's what it's supposed to just rambled about some crazy stuff but well,
0: no that's great i honestly i really appreciate that uh, you know you putting it all out there and i i think that there is no um there's no harm in it because i think people what positive or negative i think uh what should they have to understand the human experience and uh, everybody's on a oh for uh, sure on a different uh, on a different path from that perspective but uh i just really appreciate you sharing it because uh, i think
1: it's important to get out there so yeah thank you man Dude, no problem thanks for having me
0: oh, There was Jake. That was great, right? I just, uh, like I said, I, I can't be more appreciative of people that are, you know, maybe a little bit nervous to talk about certain things or kind of air them to the general public, but uh, I, I love it when people do because... We're all in this weird journey together and I think the, uh, you know, people shouldn't be afraid of expressing these uh, innermost thoughts that they have as long as it's in a safe environment and as long as it's obviously (laughs) attached to, uh, uh, you know, love and uh, inspiring things as opposed to, you know, hating one another or whatever. But, uh, the fact that Jake was, uh, so open and honest, I just, I, I can't thank him enough. And I also want to thank Natalie is publicist for bringing me this idea, um, just to have him on the podcast. You know, she wasn't coming at me with uh, any like, Hey, you need to you know talk to him about these things. Um, but yeah, and Gideon is a great band. So go check out all their records, equal vision records, put out their last one. And, um, yeah, just a great, great band. So what do I got next week? Right. That's what you're curious about. That's why you're tuning into this outro. Roger Murray from Agnostic Front. This dude is, you know, whatever, one of the godfathers of hardcore, a New York City staple, even though he hasn't lived in that city for, I don't know, eight, nine years, maybe ten years. But, um, yeah, there's no way that you can get into hardcore and not know who he is and not know who Agnostic Front is. It's basically your, your starter pack from that perspective. So uh, Roger and I discussed his new book, and it was a spectacular spectacular conversation and uh that's what we got next week so until then please like i said at the beginning be safe everybody you've been listening to the jabberjaw podcast network jabberjawmedia.com shh